Michael Brown here with another message in our pilgrimage series. Um, it says in Psalm 84 verse 5, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. So what is a pilgrimage? Well, a pilgrimage is going on a journey, a journey to deepen our connection with God. Now, that journey can be as an individual, we've all got our own individual pilgrimages to go on, but it can also be as part of a group, as part of a church. And in actual fact, you'll see in Psalm 84.5, it says, whose hearts, the hearts is plural, which means talking about more than one people it's talking about a group of people going on a pilgrimage going on a journey to deepen their connection with God together and today we're going to talk a little bit about how as a church we go on a journey together um, but have you ever gone on a journey and not got as far as you thought you were going to get well that's just happened to me you see I've come down to my car and it won't start or well, it wouldn't even unlock I pressed the button to unlock it and it didn't unlock and then I got I had to unlock it in the door and then I got in and the battery was dead flat you see my daughter borrowed the car and she knocked the lights on and she left the lights going so now my car is flat which means that my journey hasn't got very far at all so I've got my ute here and so I'll open the bonnet up to my ute. Okay, and then we'll get these jumper leads out. And they're, they're not very good jumper leads, these. They are, they're a bit thin. Um, but let's connect these up. So black, that goes to black. And red. Oh. Red goes to red and today we're going to look at a guy um, in the Bible who didn't get as far as he thought he might, he didn't get as far as he originally intended and that guy is named Tehran who's Abraham's father and generally when you hear about Tehran in the Bible um, it's about a guy who sets off and settles halfway. In fact let's look at a little clip um, of me talking back in our Haggai series last year about this very thing. And we'll do that and then I'll start the ute and try and get this thing started. It's important that we don't settle for less than what God has given to us. And in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 11, we read the story of Tehran. Now, Tehran was Abraham's father. And it says that he sets off with his family from Ur and the Chaldeans to go to Canaan, to, to go from the place where they were into the promised land. But it then says that Tehran settled in Haram, which is halfway. So he got halfway to the promised land and he settled there. He never got to the promise that God had for him. So I've got the ute started, um, jumper leads connected up, 
So let's see if there's enough um, power coming through those little jumper cables to start this thing up. Here goes. Oh, awesome. I can continue on my journey. Hey, we've got the car going. I've got Fiona's driving it so I can tell you a little bit more about the story of Tehran. So Tehran's story is found in Genesis chapter 11. Let's read from verse 31. Tehran took his son Abraham, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abraham. Now Abraham, he becomes Abraham, so same person there. And together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. So that's the story I was talking about in my message of Haggai, about the fact that Tehran set out from the land of Ur. Now the land of Ur is where they were, and as far as I can tell it was a very much a pagan um, nation, and so not honouring God at all. And they set out to go to Canaan. Now Canaan is the land of promise. It's God's promises were in that land. Um, but when they got halfway, they were a place called Haran. Now, let's look at that on a map. Now, you can see that Ur is over here and Canaan is over here. Um, and you'll see that Haran's actually way north of that. Now, there's a reason for that because um, there's a desert in between Ur and Canaan. So, for that reason, you have to actually go north because that's where people live. It's so-called the, the, the fertile bit, so that's where people would live. So you'd go north and then you'd come back down to Canaan. Um, so they got to this place called Haran, and as you can see, it's pretty much halfway. It's halfway between where they were and the promise. You see, we don't know why Tehran stopped in Haran. Maybe his camel was sick and he needed to go to the vet and give it time to recover. Or maybe they just run out of resources and they needed to go and rebuild up the resources and all that sort of stuff. We really don't know. But I'm sure whatever the reason was, there was a valid reason for stopping in Haran. But he didn't just stop in Haran, he settled there and ended up staying there. So what's that as a lesson for the church? Well, Zion, God has commanded us to leave where we are at the moment and go to a place where we don't know. God has a new place for us. He actually used the story of Abraham to show us that. Um, and we don't know where that new place is. We believe God has a campus for us. Um, but where we're going next is actually the building behind us. Um, that's our new place where Zion is going to be meeting. And hey, look, it's a good building. It's in the middle of town. It's going to serve the purposes we need for the moment. But it's not the final destination. So as a church, we've got to remember, hey, that's a necessary stop. It's going to be a good stop, but it's not the final destination. Uh, we need to not settle there. Stopping's fine, not settling. Time to move on. So while the final destination is important, um, as we journey through the series on pilgrimage, I want you to remember, and Phil Strong pointed this out really well on his Christmas pilgrimage message, 
was that it's not actually about the final destination. Yes, we have to bear that in mind and we have to head towards it, but it's about deepening our connection with God through the journey. As we go on that journey and are obedient to God in that journey, we're gonna connect with him in new ways and we're gonna see him do new things for us. And just to show you that the journey is often the most important part um, rather than the destination is I'm currently on my mountain bike, currently cycling through a park in Tokoroa. And I started at the car park and I'm going to end at the car park. So therefore, my destination is where I was. Hey, but look, the journey should be awesome. So we've got to keep the destination in mind, but the pilgrimage is the most important part, being on that journey with God. Woo! <laughs> oh, shoot, this is fun. So who heard the call of God? Was it Abraham? or was it his father, Tehran? You see, there's another account of Abraham leaving for to go to Canaan, and it's found in Acts chapter 7. Um, it's Stephen's speech before he gets martyred. This was Stephen's reply, verse 2. Brothers and fathers, listen to me. Our glorious God appeared to our ancestor Abraham in Mesopotamia before he settled in Haram. God told him, leave your native land and your relatives and come to the land I will show you. This very clearly shows that the call of God was on Abraham's life. But who initiated the move from Ur of the Chaldeans, which was Mesopotamia that Stephen was talking about? Who initiated that? Was it Abraham or was it Tehran? You see, Genesis says this, one day Tehran took his son Abraham, his daughter-in-law Sarah, and his grandson Yot, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldean. And Genesis, it very strongly hints that it's actually Tehran that initiated that move, not Abraham. So did Abraham hear the call of God through his father? Well, we don't know for sure, but there is a principle there that we can hear the call of God from those that have gone before us. This message is called Building on Our History. And here at Zion, there's some promises to Zion that we hold on dearly, that were given to us before the current leadership was in place. One of them is that Zion will be an apostolic training center. We believe that to be true. Another is that there's a new sound of heaven coming from Zion. Both of those are prophecies given well before Phil Strong was in leadership here. And he's been in leadership over seven years now. Um, so we are holding on to promises given to our forefathers, given to the people before us. So that is definitely a principle that we can hear from God from the people that have gone before us. And look, it may have happened in this case um, that God talked to Abraham through what he spoke to his father. So Tehran settled in Haran. Maybe he got there, he sat down, he enjoyed the view. This is lovely. And then rather than just stopping and enjoying the view, he ended up settling down there. 
Um, I can't do that today because I've got to go and see a couple of sick cows after this. So this is just a momentary pause on my journey today. But you know what? It wasn't just Tehran who settled. Who else settled? Well, his whole family did. Abraham settled too. And Abraham, or Abraham, he had a call of God on his life to go to Canaan, to go to the promised land, to become the father of nations. But he was delayed because his father settled, so he also settled. Reading Stephen's account in Acts, it's quite clear Abraham also settled in Haran. And I want you to think that your actions, what you do, they affect other people as well. So if you're not doing what God's calling you to do, that may be affecting other people. Other people might be following your example, or they may need you to do what God's called you to do in order for them to do what God's calling them to do. And that is especially the case with our children. If you read Proverbs 22 verse 6, it says this, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not depart from it. So look, really important. If the, your children see you prioritizing the things of God, they're going to learn from you that the things of God are important. They see you going to church, or they see you making sure you go in fellowship, that you go to prayer meetings, that you do the things God calls you to do. They're going to learn from that. But likewise, they're going to learn from you if you prioritize watching TV rather than dialing into the prayer meeting. Or, oh, there's something a little bit more entertaining than church on on Sunday morning. I don't know what that could be. Isn't the house of God the place where you want to be? Gathering with God's people, whether it be a table group or a church service. I mean, the presence of God in those places. I don't know why you'd want to go anywhere else, but... Anyway, if they see you doing that, they're going to learn from that as well. So look, put God first in all you'll do, and then your children will follow on. You know, if you teach them according to his ways, when they're older, they won't depart from it. It's a win-win situation. The best way to get your children following God is for you to follow God. So you get to fulfill the calling you, he has on you, and they get to fulfill the calling on them. Isn't that awesome? The final thing I want to look at with the story of Tehran is the fact that not everyone is going to go the whole way with you on your journey. You see, Tehran started a journey with Abraham. In fact, it hints in the Bible that Tehran initiated that journey. So Tehran was actually very instrumental in getting Abraham halfway along his journey. But then he wasn't there for the final half of his journey. And likewise, in our lives, there'll be people that journey with us. There might be even people that lead us and guide us for the first part of the journey. Uh, but then we have to go alone. And for whatever reason, with Haran's case, he settled. But that's not always the case. Hey, look, I caught up with a mate of mine, Dan, and he started a journey, which he didn't finish. Let's listen to his story now. So I'm here with my mate Dan, and hey Dan, you went on a journey recently and you didn't finish it. Do you want to tell us about that? You know, it, uh, we had a race in uh, Taupo and um, on a bit of a mission to help a mate 
break the course record and so fortunately we had a, she had a mechanical just before the end and uh, yeah so she, I ended up giving her my bike to, to finish it but um, that was all about it was all about the race and the record really so it was, uh, it was a pretty cool day. Yep, so yeah, Dan, that was a, more than just a big race. It was 320 k's, um, and they were breaking the woman's record. And um, Dan was helping out, doing turns at the front, and he and then she needed a bike, and so he gave it to her. So yeah, he sacrificed his own ride to help her. So um, yeah, great work, Dan. It was awesome. It was a cool day. Awesome yeah. day. Yeah. So not everyone's going to go all the way with you. And sometimes they have really, really good reasons like my friend Dan did, um, like they wouldn't have achieved their goal if he had finished. Uh, but sometimes you might disagree with their reason. Sometimes you think, well, that might not be that good. But look, regardless, some of the time you're going to end up without the people you started with. And you just got to keep on going. You've got to focus on the goal that God has for you. So Hi. the owner's but we haven't finished our journey yet. She's, um, she's disappeared. Anyway, I've got to keep going on my journey. Um, so perhaps I should move seats. But first, I just want to talk about how that relates to Zion, how that relates to the church. You see, over the years, there's been many people who have journeyed with us along the way. They have... Um, been instrumental to getting us where we are. Just like in the story of Tehran, Tehran was very instrumental in getting Abraham as far as halfway, as far as Haran. Who knows, would Abraham even have made it that far if it wasn't for his father? But he didn't get him all the way. And look, I just want to honour all those that have come before us in Zion. Um, there, there's been many, many people who have travelled with us through the years. Um, some of them before our times have been instrumental in getting Zion to the place we're at now. And while they may not be with us at the moment, they might be having a break, they might be coming back. Um, but I just want to honour everyone that's gone before. And if you're any of you guys are watching, I just want to thank you for the part you've played in getting Zion to where it is now. We believe that God has a promise for us. He has a calling for us. Um, and we just thank you for your part of the journey. And look, in a way, none of us make it. Hebrews chapter 11 is what they call the hall of faith. Talks about great men of faith. And Abraham is one of those. And verse 39 says this, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised for them. For God had something better in mind for us, so that they would not reach perfection without us. What he's saying now is God has a promise for all of us. He had a promise for Zion as a church. He had a promise for Abraham. But you know when Abraham got to Canaan, when he got to the promised land, he didn't actually own any of it. That was for future generations to take hold and claim that. He got to see it, yes, but he didn't own it. Um, and even for us, you know, we're on a journey as a church, we have a journey, we've got our part of the journey to play in Zion, but look, there's going to be people coming after us, and our hope and prayer is that they will be able to go to greater places in God than we have because of the faith that we've shown on our journey. So look, I've got the steering wheel now, 
hey, there's a few things we can learn from the story of Tehran. For a start, we learn that we need to not settle. You know, Tehran settled and Abraham settled with him. And that stopped them going, at least temporary, on the rest of the journey. Okay. Two, we learn that, you know, we need to follow in what the call of God that our predecessors had. Like people had a call on Zion and we've carried that on and we're doing our part of the journey. Just like Tehran, it seems in the Bible, he initiated the trip away from Ur um, and Abraham carried on that journey. And finally, we learn that not everyone is going to go with you all of the way sometimes you need to carry on alone and look i've got the steering wheel now i've got the um driving ability so i just want to pray for you lord i thank you for everyone that's watching i pray that you would bless them abundantly i pray that they would continue on the journey you have for them and know the journey you have for them and lord that there would be legacy both look following on from those that have gone before, but also the people that come after us would be able to grow in the legacy we have left them. Bless you heaps. Amen. I've got to continue on my journey. so much for watching if you want to subscribe there'll be a button around about there and if you want to watch the video on Haggai about why I'm wearing a towel while I'm speaking that message it's a great message about obedience it's going to be right there